0: And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, just plain right. Covering down on some ground across the northern half of the great state of Alabama. I'm talking about we are way down south of Birmingham, up north of Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, back to Gadsden, parts of Georgia, Tennessee, and Mississippi. Thrown in just for good measure. Hey, by the way, uh, the text lines are open. You want to text in, we'll take it. 833 687 Four 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 eight. That's eight three three six eight. Right. That's also a call-in line. But if you text in for the very first time, tell us your first name and where you're from, so we can uh, we can you know plug you in the system and then call on you when we see your text come through. Chris from Madison uh, just texted in and said uh, the description of the statue in New York simultaneously gave me chills, nausea, and a feeling that I need to bathe. I, yeah, I, I get it, I get it. Hey, number one of the triple dipper, back the blue. Um, so I, I, first of all, I will just tell you, this show is going to always wind up being a show that supports our men and women in law enforcement. It will. Now, I can't imagine it ever not. But, but that being said, it's also amazing to me, the sentiment that we see in some places that somehow it's like, I, I saw this weird bias sometimes when I was in, in elected office that people would just, the, the, the script would just flip for them like a switch inside their heads. You're an elected official. Oh, then you must be, they just like all of a sudden they lump you into some kind of category and they objectify you. Well, we're seeing too often that's what's happening with law enforcement in this nation, especially since the the rise of Black Lives Matter and the protests that were allowed to occur across the nation and the fact that liberals wind up holding several key offices that wind up making the laws tougher, even to the extent of defunding the police but yet never once you know, minimizing the things they still had to do. They were told to keep doing the same but with less. Well, the Alabama Fraternal Order of Police is calling this out in a big way. And the Alabama FOP, um, in, in fact, top of the hour, you're going to want to stay tuned because Chief Everett Johnson uh, who is uh, uh, the head of the Alabama Fraternal Order of Police. He will be on the, uh, on the show with us talking about some things. But he is, by the way, when I got ready for the show today, I find that he's already been quoted all over the place. He's, he's been in multiple interviews and, and uh, other articles. Here's one from exactly a year ago almost, uh, January 29th of, of 2022. He points out in that one, he says the storyline from from excuse me, ABC 3340 back then says six law enforcement officers were shot across the country in 48 hours. One officer was buried Friday, that's back then, and his partner's funeral was Saturday. And the violence towards those sworn to protect and serve is taking on a toll, taking a toll on recruitment, according to the Alabama State Fraternal of Order, Order of Police. So Everett Johnson, our future guest here in a few minutes said it's very difficult right now. It's incredibly difficult. Every agency across the state has a shortage of law enforcement officers. They are leaving if they have time to retire, and they're leaving the ranks as fast as they can. In 2021, just before this article was written, 346 officers were shot in the line of duty nationwide. 63 of those were killed. It's a number that the FOP calls historic. And Everett Johnson says, and I'm sure i will say on my show too, that the anti-police movement has plagued our major cities and it's led to an increase of disregard for law and order and disregard for life, especially for the officers who put their lines on the line every day. Well, by the way, I, what I love is this. He's a not afraid to mix it up. So Chief Johnson got into it with the mayor, the liberal mayor of uh, Montgomery, uh, Stephen Reed. So story here, February of last year. Everett Johnson, our future guest says, the Alabama Fraternal Order of Police is at odds with Montgomery Mayor Stephen Reed, according to a story here on alabamanews.net. says, as we continue to see crime increase in Montgomery, the city is working to find a resolution. They're implementing long-term effects or efforts, working to increase bails, the development of crime prevention. But here's the thing. Mayor Reed, and remember, when you're in charge, man, your words matter. Mayor Reed comes out and goes, we can't look for the short-term fix short-term fix leads to lawsuits. a short-term fix leads to trigger-happy cops. That's the mayor. That's the mayor of one of the biggest cities in our state. Daring to say that by taking a stand uh, on either short-term or long-term fixes, in this case, short-term, that it could lead to trigger-happy cops. Let me point out to you that police officers have more firearms training and oftentimes more than the military. Depending on what you did in the military, you may not have near as much firearms training as a a police officer does, at least with their service weapon. So Everett Johnson, our guest here in a little while, he said he believes that that kind of comment adds more fire to the concept that police are somehow the problem in our society. They're not part of the solution. In his words, he says, we have a community that is trigger happy, not our law enforcement officers. It's heartbreaking that these men and women go out every day and then the mayor turns around and says that they are potentially trigger happy putting a persona on them that they are just here to cause some kind of violence and mayhem. Well, of course, the mayor responded because that's who he is. I mean, he couldn't, he was, you know, touchy much. But he comes out and goes, well, it's easy to twist words behind a keyboard. Where were you when I put two officers in every car, when I gave them 20% pay raises, when I tried to stop the anti-—so bottom line is what he's going was, nuh-uh. Well, the bottom line is, you were wrong, mayor. You were wrong accept it. You painted an image of trigger-happy police when you know that's not true. So as we back the blue, consider this. There is a rough job out there, and Alabama's got some of the roughest places for that job. I mean, the men and women who serve in law enforcement, whether they be county or municipality, or, or for that matter, even some of the uh, the law enforcement agencies that, that, that protect our college campuses, because some of those are autonomous. Uh, I know one guy who's a chief uh, of a a major four year university, and it's a full time job, man. He's got a force, uh, and they do good work. But whether or not you are the the chief or part of the rank and file, uh, you know you're a beat cop or you are the uh, the sheriff of the whole county, doesn't matter. The truth of the matter is, there is a difficult job out there, and there are days when it goes by smooth as you can imagine, and there are other days when I'm sure they question why they do it, especially when you consider some aware they do it. And right now, a story here that I've got from August of last year. It's no surprise. Birmingham, Alabama ranks as one of the murder capitals of the United States. By the way, this story came out in August. By the end of the year, Birmingham had set, I believe it was a 40-year high for murders in the municipal limits of Birmingham. doesn't take into account all of Jefferson County. We're talking just Birmingham. So as you consider what police do every day, also recognize where they are. Birmingham, Alabama, it says, ranks right up there with New Orleans, Baltimore, and then Birmingham, the third highest last year at per capita rate of murder per population. Everett Johnson again, commenting for Fox News nationally. So I think you could see a trend in increased violence across our country as a whole. Birmingham, just based off per capita murders, falls in line with what's going on in the rest of the country for the past two or three years. And he went on to talk about what a difficult job it is. He says, based on my knowledge of Birmingham and similar cities, they have a very lenient bond process and pretty much a signature bond that lets you back out regardless of the crime. And when violent offenders are not locked away, violence increases, said Everett Johnson. I don't think it's a lenient bond system and a lenient criminal justice system. No, he said, I think it is a lenient bond system and a lenient criminal justice system. And he basically says, we've got to stop putting them back out of the street like that. If we arrest them, if we in blue put cuffs on them and bring them to you, if they're innocent, I get it. But if they are habitual violent offenders, why are they back out on our streets committing more violence? And oh, by the way, sometimes targeting police in the process. Well, there's a new thing going on right now. It's gaining some notoriety. I've got an article here that we'll talk about in just a minute. when We get back from the break. But December of last year, an article here from a group called Nondoc that's it's called Back the Blue Laws are Gaining Popularity. So back the blue laws are the ones that literally say it can be a hate crime to attack a police officer and intentionally try to do them harm. And oh, by the way, there's other things we can do, too, like stop the defunding madness or or, or, or stop the uh, the leniency on the signature bond or the no bail movements that we're seeing nationwide. All right, Boomer, take me to a break, man. We'll go about a minute and a half earlier than usual so I can come back and have a little time to clean this up before Chief Johnson comes on. We're in back the blue, number one on the Triple Dipper. Y'all, I'm telling you, as much as we love our military, we have to love our first responders, and today I'm focusing on those that serve in law enforcement. You Leos out there, we love you and appreciate you. Do not let them get you down. Do what you do. It's a calling. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back. And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, just plain right. Saving the world one soundbite at a time. Hey, text lines have gone boom. Uh, boom, boomer. Um, but uh, a lot of them are texting in on this topic and, and also on that statue that's in New York City, that idol. Uh, Bruce from Hazel Green just texted in said, proud of my daughter and son. One works for the FBI, one works for the Huntsville Police Department. And I said, awesome. And I uh, gave him my regards for raising them right. Ah, uh, thank you for what they do. Um, uh, we got plenty more, but also got somebody. Is that Sparky? Sparky on line one. How you doing, bud?
1: Hey, I'm awesome, Phil. Great show, great segment. Um, thank you, sir. I uh, like you. I I was military for for a career, and uh, I was self aware enough to know that um, that what I did as an aviator was uh, was uh, fairly demanding, but it was I was I was self-aware enough to know that I wasn't tough enough, tough enough or strong enough to be like an army ranger, or ten of me wouldn't be strong enough to be a, a navy seal. And and I look at police officers in in all the communities I've lived and worked around the world, and I I admire them. Uh, it's a thankless job, and I know that they're wired, they're built and wired some way that I'm not, because you got to be strong, you got to be brave, you got to have lightning reflexes. And you and you got to be fair. And uh, of all the contemptible things that I think the the far left and these socialist Democrats in Washington right now, of all the contemptible, intellectually dishonest things they've been up to in the last few years, this business of turning communities and minorities against cops is probably one of the most evil, vulgar, and obscene things that that, that they're up to, and they're shameless about it. Uh, I have I have great contempt for. For everybody who, who uh, is behind this scheme to cause chaos and violence in our in our urban centers, it's, it's, it's one of the worst things I, I can imagine.
0: Well, it is. It's also it's, it's amazing because, you know, you and I grew up recognizing police officers as that person you could trust. If you were a kid and you got in trouble, but you saw a man or a woman in a police uniform, you felt safe going to them because you were told that. And now it almost feels like there's a sentiment out there that says, don't trust them. Which is just the opposite of what these people really are. I mean, there's there's not been any devaluing in my opinion of the values that uh, that made someone a police officer thirty years ago compared to now. But for some reason the sentiments on the outside, it's become okay to to objectify them and, and mitigate who they really are in society.
1: Well, it's all about the maintaining political power. If I convince you to think the the way I want you to think, you're always gonna come vote vote democrat so therefore they teach them to hate law enforcement they teach them to hate conservatives christians republicans uh, right-leaning independents like myself it is not here's the great things we do and then we want you to be proud to vote democrat it's we want you to hate the hated other side it's fomenting hatred and and man what a what a vulgar and horrible thing yeah
0: good it, gosh yeah you did great great points great call sparky appreciate you as always man you have a great day
1: Appreciate
0: you. Bye. All right, he's so right. By the way, I could never fly a helicopter, so Sparky, you're the man. But, um, but yeah, these these back the blue laws. I think it's important that we look at this. I mean, there were times when uh, I would be in Montgomery and we we're looking at state laws to benefit veterans, and there was a period of time there where I felt like every day somebody was bringing another "Let's do this for a veterans" bill. It got a little bit like to the point that I would go, you know. <laughs> I get it, man. I'm not going to vote against it, but we don't have to have all this stuff. We we love what we did. We're proud of what we did, but you don't have to keep saying and 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 here's another thing for you in the law. Like here's another, you get a free pass on this, and you get uh, a, a tax benefit on that. And okay, great, but, um, but you know what though, there are times when we have to go down there and protect men and women, or provide opportunities for them to do their jobs better. And when we continue to watch people get out of jail free, despite what the police officers had to do to get them to the jail in the first place, or for that matter, we we don't have stiff enough penalties or we don't make it worth the while to uh, be recruited into the force. Listen, we got to do these things. And, And so the whole defund the police movement has been shocking to me because what are we seeing right now in the cities where they defunded the police when they actually did it? Boomer just said it, chaos. I mean, just this literally, it's madness. And Boomer, you got family out in Oregon, so I'm sure yeah. they're seeing it in some places out there. Oh, absolutely. The Portland area, right when everything started happening, was just it. It was destroyed. Yeah. It or I was. mean, really, really was. I mean, no one wanted to go downtown because they didn't know what was going to happen, and the beautiful city was just. Which, yeah, by the way, the, the, the police still had to do their job.
1: Yeah, and they, exactly. But, but
0: they were told they were told to not do it, or they were told to do it more, you know, I don't know, friendly. Or for that matter, then they were told to do it with fewer resources. And then good luck trying to get backup. Oh, um, right. And then when the mayor calls you out, as opposed to the people that are tearing up your city. I got to be honest with you, though, man, there were some of those Portland and Seattle riots with Antifa. Mm. Uh, where there were federal law enforcement guarding one of the uh, federal courthouses, that just body slammed some Antifa knuckleheads, and it was I, I cackled a little too much. <laughs> just saying, <laughs> I got a little too happy. A little too much. Yeah, just it's one of those that I wanted to retweet it nine times a day. Everybody, watch this. Watch it again. Oh, watch it a third time. One more time. Antifa boy <laughs> went down hard. Um, back to blue laws. So in various states right now according to the article from NonDoc that came out last month in various states lawmakers have begun to reclassify law enforcement as a protected class, even providing hate crime statutes for law enforcement. And uh, restricted local government efforts to defund the police. And you've seen efforts too in some places like if you defund the police, do not ask for state aid. If the state don't don't call for the state national guard when things go bad <laughs> if you defunded your police which is a dicey position to be in, by the way. Uh, and they, they've got new laws on the books in some places to increase the limits and the penalties for protest-related crimes, limiting the filming of police officers, which, by the way, is entrapment. And and, and not, I'm not saying you can't film. What I am saying is it's, it's absolutely, to me, nauseating to watch people get their cameras rather than help stop the crime or intervene when the police officer is struggling with a perpetrator they, they whip their phones out so they can stream it on social media and blame the police officer for doing his or her job. And it's not like, it's kind of like what I said earlier about teachers. I, I know we got this case in Memphis, which I haven't seen the video yet, but I hear it's bad. And we're going to find probably that some police officers did some things they shouldn't do. But what happens is that's not the narrative. Those are the one-offs. That's like saying every soldier in uniform is somehow a baby killer in Vietnam. No, they're not. No. Not by a stretch. The same is true of these police officers. When you see a bad apple, understand it's a bad apple. It's not a bad profession. Um, poll came out last year. No, two years ago. There was a poll done in the wake of all the Black Lives Matter activism and the defund the police movement. Check in to see. By the way, I, I find it amazing we had to poll this at all. Like, why, why is this even a poll? But USA Today, there you go, USA Today in March of 21 ran a poll and they had a pretty good response. Only 18%, only 18% supported defunding the police as a movement. 58% said they opposed it. And then they broke it down into racial demographics, whether it was whites or blacks that were more for or against. But the reality is, by and large, it was a bipartisan issue. They don't like the idea of defunding the police and making life harder for our men and women in blue. All right, we're going to come right back. We should have a call with Chief Everett Johnson from the Alabama Fraternal Order of Police. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back.